What is going on, everybody? Welcome to another long overdue episode of Franchise Unpacked. I'm your host, Zach. And I'm your other host, Dave. And I'm realizing now that it's it's long overdue for us, but it's exactly on schedule for everybody else. Yeah, everybody's doing I hope everyone had a wonderful Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, we haven't, well, we haven't recorded in about two weeks. Yeah, which yeah. is the longest stretch we've gone since we've started the show. Yeah, I went, on, I went on my honeymoon, so uh, we were gone for about a week, and then it was Thanksgiving right yeah. after we came back. So, so uh, we had the past two episodes. Episodes in the can, ready to go. Ready to rock. But it was funny. I, te- I texted Dave, and uh, I was like, "Dude, I I miss recording. Like, I yeah. this has been like too long. Because I mean, this is you know we're we we just do this for fun, as we've said before. We're not experts. We just do this because we love geeking out. And uh, I was like, man, I just I miss sitting down and geeking out. Yeah, so, something's off. So as you guys saw in the title and probably heard from the creepy singing at the beginning, <laughs> we're we're, uh, we're doing Home Alone this week. Home Alone. Because uh, we wanted to start tackling some Christmassy. Yeah, feeling. get in the yeah. holiday season. So uh, uh, now that it's December. Yeah. And as well. And so so we're we are here for it. And now uh, we actually have someone else who's here for it as well. A former guest on the show and great friend of the show, Greg Davis. Howdy do. <laughs> this is Peter McAllister, the, the father. <laughs> Credit card? You, you got, got it. it. Oh, um, man, am I here for the breaking of a dry spell? That's, yes, you are. This is great. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm loving it. And our third guest episode in a row. Absolutely. So, um, and, in. and before we dive in, uh, I just wanted <clears throat> to reiterate to everybody that we have a live show coming up in January. We do, yes. So, yeah, so make sure you're Snap. there for that. Uh, details are on Instagram, but it's January 7th. January 17th. Yeah, January yep, 17th. Friday. I should know that. Yep. Uh, it's at 7 p.m. It's at the Oakland University Lab Theater in Varner Hall. Uh, you, I was going to say you can't miss it if you go there, but you can. You it's really a sm- can It's a small it. theater. It so look for signs. in the back of the campus. Um, <laughs> like, crammed into a back <laughs> Let's corner. not even talk about parking. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, no. Geez. Well, but, you know, it's going to be great, though, because it's a pay-what-you-want show. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're hoping to pack the place out so we can get an even bigger venue next time. Not that yeah. we're not grateful oh, no, for this, this is venue. Wonderful. But, uh, but, yeah, so make sure you're there for that. Um, is there any other housekeeping that we need to cover before we dive in? I don't think so. All right. Well, hey, so let's start with first experiences because Home Alone is such a nostalgia bomb. Oh, so, yeah. uh, Greg, you're, you look like you're deep in thought. So I'm going to start with Dave. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, I was thinking about it right before yeah. I got out of work, right before I came here today. And I was like, when was my first experience? Yeah. And I think it's one of those because the very first movie came out in 1990. So I was two years old and I wouldn't have seen it. Uh, yeah. My brother was six and I think, I think my mom and grandma took him to see the the first one and they loved it. And it was one of those movies I think we just always had on VHS. Yeah. As soon as I was watching movies and then when Christmas time, when, uh, you know, when Thanksgiving was over, it was always being played on TV. Yeah. And it's one of those movies. It's great. It's never like really cut. It's it's a it's right. PG. There's it's very like innocent. There are some funny little one liners and some like a little adult humor. It's but like, like Looney yeah. Tunes, yeah. where the yeah. I mean the there's the always something for the parents. A little bit, it's yeah. a, and it's a little bit violent, or it's like oh that should have killed them, but they oh. never really. Well, and, and, we'll and speaking yeah. of it, the wet like, bandits, very childish way, the wet sticky bandits. Well, yeah, they should be <laughs> yeah. dead twelve <laughs> times over. At least, but, yeah, we'll get well, into that. It's, it's so funny too because you know this is such an old franchise. At least the first two movies. And, you know, I went back and I watched it with uh, with Shelby and she before did not care for it. She watched it when she was like, you know, in her like young teens, didn't really care for it. And I was like, I was like, give it another shot. And we watched it and she was like, oh, my gosh, this is hilarious. And it got me thinking there's really nothing in there 
for young teens. It's for kids and for adults. Yeah. They kind of skip the the teen humor, I think. Yeah, and I think to a degree, if you don't fall in love with it as a kid, you're not going to watch it for the rest of your life, right. really. Maybe Shelby was like, I'm probably just never going to watch this again. Yeah, yeah. And because, yeah, for teens, especially of our generation, when we were teens, we had cell phones, we had the internet. These movies are predicated on the fact that a snowstorm knocks a phone line right. out and apparently <laughs> yeah. all adults are incompetent after that point. <laughs> like after the phone lines are down, if it was 1990 and earlier, apparently all hell just broke loose in Chicago. The like, police didn't check they, on my, missing yeah, children. They sent, I, they the, send the a guy, guy was, to knock on the door. <laughs> like we'll get it. On the cusp <laughs> of retirement. Yeah, like, right. <laughs> call me, call yeah. me back to the service for this. Yeah, for this. <laughs> I had one more day and he gets shot. <laughs> Kevin kills him. No, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I would watch that, that would reboot. Uh, oh, well, we have, I have some fun information for future of the franchise. Oh, yeah. Up. But um, okay. uh, Greg or Zach, do you guys remember your yeah, first kind of just experience? I, I feel like, I feel like I'm in the same boat as you where, yeah, the first time I watched it, it had to have been in my formative, like had to have been three, four years old during that yeah. kind of part where it was rotating. It was on VHS. I don't think I ever went to theaters to see it. Or if I did, I was too young to remember. So yeah. Yeah. It's, but it's always been there. Like it's always just been part of that staple around the holidays. Very similar to like a miracle on 34th street or yeah. the claymation right. movie, a Christmas you know, story. A Christmas yeah, they story. That. Yeah. So I, I, it's one of those things that I always remember watching, but I could ne- I couldn't put my finger on the first mm-hmm. time, and I think that's kind of right. A, it falls into that comfortable zone where it was just a presence. It's like, part of your no life. Defining yeah. moment. Yeah. yeah, and that nostalgia factor was extremely mm-hmm. strong and still is, and that's probably and, why and Shelby I, didn't latch on. Yeah, well, and that's the thing is like Sorry, you, 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 yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, but, uh, right uh, under the bus. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, she 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 likes it now, so that, that was the consensus that I got anyway. But uh, for me, it was. I just remember it being there because uh, yeah. I was I was born in 1990, so I obviously don't remember it when it first came out. But you know, at that point, it had been out for a little bit. It was an established Christmas movie. Same thing. We had it on VHS. We had the first two on VHS, and every Christmas season, I would just watch it on repeat. I actually think we had it recorded over something else. That's amazing. VHS, I, oh, I bet. If I remember correct, I don't think we had the the standard VHS. We like recorded it using the VCR right. on some channel, which is basically yeah. it's that. And I'll, like you just now have a longer movie because it's got right. commercials yeah. in it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like like we mentioned, the first movie came out in November of 1990, uh, directed by Chris Columbus, tremendous director, and produced and written by uh, uh, John Hughes, who. Um, as we all know, is like Breakfast Club, 16 Candles, John Hughes, and John Hughes wrote and directed Uncle Buck, which is where Macaulay Culkin comes in, which was 1989. So the year prior, hell, they could have been filming these two at the same time, if you think about it. I mean, they came out a year apart. And yeah, I mean, I think, and it's one of those things where I think John Hughes, he saw Macaulay Culkin and was like, this kid has got it. I can give him an entire at that point, just a whole movie. Well, to but carry. you know, they, they ended up auditioning. It was like hundreds of other kids really for that role. And they, they wrote the role. They knew they wanted Macaulay Culkin in it, but they still felt like they needed to do their due diligence and audition all these kids. And just none of them stacked up to the performance that, oh, no. uh, that old Mac could give them. I mean, it's a young, he is young in that first movie. I, I don't yeah. know maybe 10 or something, nine or maybe. 10, something like that. If that, and that's he's... a lot. And he really does an excellent job of like, he is in a movie surrounded by an ensemble of tremendous 
comedic actors. I mean, Catherine O'Hare is his mother, and she might be one of the most straight-laced person in the movie, but she is hilarious. Catherine O'Hara. Yeah. I mean, if you've you've ever seen uh, Schitt's Creek, oh, my gosh, it's hilarious. Um, And also uh, Joe Pesci and— John um, Candy. Oh, yeah, John Poca King, King, yes. King, King of uh, Wisconsin. <laughs> Which there's a fan theory that John Candy is the devil in that movie because it, right what? after right after she says I would sell my soul to the devil to he get home, up. he comes up and he's like, you know, we're taking a <laughs> we're taking a you know this van over there, <laughs> and it does sound like hell. It's a polka van, just yeah, trapped from, in a, the back of a truck from, guys, from Wisconsin. There's so many weird fan theories, like. There's uh, we're going to be OK. Uh, first of all, we're going to be a little bit all over the map on this one because it's home alone. It's not like it's it's like this crazy, like ongoing, long plot, you know, based thing. It's home alone. Yeah. Um, but one of the fan theories is the old man in Home Alone one. Right. Yeah. So the way that the movie actually happened, quote unquote, is that the old man was not there to scare Macaulay Culkin. And. The he ended up being like out or something like that. The robbers came in, robbed his house, flooded his house, and he ended up blaming himself for those events, which ended up leading to a strained relationship with his son in the future, which turned him into the old man who then time travels to oh my to, to talk <laughs> to his younger self to stop him, from- to stop him and to make him defend the house. Because you know, they meet the, the church old man has and they- the falling out with his son, yeah. So it's they're saying that it's uh. <laughs> Time, time is a flat circle. Time is a flat circle. Yeah, that's, Isn't that an incredible wow, that is, theory? I like the John <laughs> Candy theory wild. a little bit better. But yeah. that, that one's that's some like J.J. Abrams stuff right there. Oh, yeah, it's, um, it's out there. That's lost. It is right out there. there. Uh, yeah, and I mean, it's you've got Joe Pesci and Daniel Stern as the Wet Bandits, Marv and uh, Harry, and they are they are so. Per- it's the tall guy, short little squat. It's the perfect yep. combination. And the funny thing was because it's a kids movie and Joe Pesci's, you know, he's coming from Goodfellas and all like casino, all this stuff where he's killed a man with a pen. I've seen this guy kill a man (laughs) with a ballpoint pen. And they told him like, Joe, you can't swear in this movie. They made him say fridge. So he would say, yeah, they all that rush refreshing record record is him basically like censoring himself. But yeah. he's, like, he's like, I had to have that same energy of how I was. But it's just that nonsense yeah. gibberish. Yeah, um, I love it. And then the actor who played uh, Marv, what's his name? Daniel again? Stern. Yeah, Daniel Stern. I guess he improvised several of his lines. He improvised the uh, why do you look like a chicken? And then he also improvised. Uh, maybe he committed suicide. Yeah. <laughs> maybe he committed suicide. Completely improvised. I'm like that's in amazing. The, in the second one, there's one line I always remember. Marv had, and he goes, "Grown men don't go into Central Park and come out alive." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, oh my god, that's crazy. But yeah, so I, I, I wanted to, to ask a question. I'm going to put you on the spot here a little bit, Greg. Ooh. Which, by the way, I'm going to I'm going to also give you a little bit of of a grace period here because. We asked Greg to be a guest on this episode all of two and a half hours ago uh, because we were hanging out and just playing some Zelda. And I was like, hey, you want to stay around and be on the podcast? So 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 zero prep on Greg's end. We just like talking about Home Alone. Uh, But you guys, what about the music? Oh, dude, like that's literally I know this is your realm a little bit more, Greg, like. John Williams, man. Incredible. Fantastic. I know we spoofed a little bit of the theme at the beginning, but to yeah. me, like, there's just, and I actually, the the main theme, and I can't remember the title, it's going to, it's going to kill me, uh, but it, it actually came on on my Christmas radio or a Christmas Pandora station the other day. And it's just, 
to me, that's such a powerful theme, and it's the somewhere in my memory. Somewhere in my yeah, memory. Yeah, somewhere in my memory. Thank you. Best original you. song. It got nominated that year for the Academy Award. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, and then the whole score was also nominated, and that it just yeah yeah it's it's fantastic. I I think. I think it's probably one of my favorites from John Williams. Honestly, I know you stack that up against things like Jaws and Star Wars. Indiana Jones. Indiana yeah. Jones. But, yeah. To me, Close it's encounters. to me it's kind of like in the same vein as Hook. And actually, I that agree. theme kind of sounds like yeah, Hook. I agree. Like it's got that same. And, and I always think the original song. The original song in Hook got won an Oscar. The one, the little girl, the lullaby, won the Oscar. Now I agree a hundred percent with what you're saying because John Williams gets a lot of unnecessary and unbelievable flack from people like all your songs sound the same. And I'm like, there is a definitely an arching theme. Like you have Indiana Jones, Superman, Star Wars, a lot Mm -hmm. of that stuff. Yes, of course it does. And it was all being produced at the same time too. Yeah. Idiots. But anyway, (laughs) like John Williams is just one of those guys who can, who, you look at Home Alone because it does have so much original music in it as well. I mean, you've got the Drifters singing White Christmas. Da, 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 da. I yeah. always remember that. Yeah. Whenever I hear that song, I think of Kevin putting on the uh, Aftershave yeah. and screaming, which doesn't make sense because Aftershave only hurts if you've shaved. If you shaved. So I don't know. Maybe I think It might have been impersonating like I think his he's dad or something. Yeah, what, he's, what he has Or Buzz. Seen. And that, yeah. the whole tarantulas are running around the house yeah. the whole time. But um, but John Williams, you you almost forget that those are originally, they sound like Christmas music. It sounds like it should have been already made. But then you've got licensed music thrown in. And yeah. one of the, uh, speaking of licensed things thrown in the movie, one of the funniest and most fun parts they had producing it was um, the fake movies they made, the black and white <gasps> City of Angels oh, or what, yeah. Dirty Angels or whatever. The, both of those movies in one and two, there's a the sequel he watches in the hotel in the yeah, second one. Yeah. They were, they're not real films. Those were filmed yes. on set and they said they had so much fun because you had to, A, it was the most expensive part of the movie because you had to get real black and white film to yeah. film it on because it was in the way early 90s. And they had to do all the all these crazy 150% different lighting techniques to make a noir film in a black mm. and white. So they're like, they, they're like, we kind of had to reinvent how to like shoot a black and white movie and had all these Keep actors. the change, yeah, you filthy film. animal. I believe you, but my Tommy gun yeah. don't. I'll give you to the count of 10 to get your no good, lousy, four flushing carcass out my door. I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm sorry, Johnny. I'm going. Yeah. Mom, I'm eating trash and watching rubbish or whatever. What is it? Angels with filthy souls yeah, or something yeah. like that, I think. Yeah. Oh my gosh, it's Fantastic. so Fantastic. Man. And then the second movie, movie they get Tim Curry and like oh. get on your knees and tell me you love me. We oh, love you. We, we love you. <laughs> yeah, it's uh Rob Schneider, Tim Curry, and then I forget the the lady. Oh, that they're so That was Rob good. Schneider, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, tiny Rob Schneider is the bellhop. Wow. Uh oh, and he's like, oh yeah, and then this sweet uh who um Mr. Hoover stayed here. The vacuum cleaner guy? No, the president. <laughs> Herbert Hoover stayed here. The vacuum guy? No, the <laughs> The president. Uh, and that is, speaking of Home Alone 2, we'll kind of just roll into that. Uh, you get your wonderful Donald Trump uh, cameo. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, yeah. Because he used to own the Plaza Hotel at, when that movie was produced. So he has a cameo directing a parentless child uh, around New York. So that's our 
Commander in chief. Um, <laughs> although I did see something on Instagram that was like a fake Tweety post that was like, "Hey, I I may you know everyone gives me crap for this scene, but at least I was the only one helping this kid." That's right. Bobby, that's true. right? He's the only adult who literally. <laughs> and like we said back in one, she calls the police station. They send a guy. He knocks on the door and then calls back. He's like, "There's nobody here. I knocked on the door once and waited for ten seconds. Tell like, them to count their kids yeah, again. Tell them like, to count. Oh, yeah, right. That's your advice. Okay. Okay. Jeez." <laughs> Well, that's so I don't know. In that vein of just wildness happening, I think that's kind of the whole appeal of Home Alone one and two, especially is it's these adults that are incompetent. And I think the reason that it hits so hard when you're a kid, especially is it's one of the only movies I feel like that puts it in the hand of the child to say, like, I can do this. I can defend my home. I can, you know, fend for myself, whatever it is. And it is. It's incompetence. It, it's funny because the parents and the family, yes, are totally to blame. However, it's it's funny. You'll If you're not, we, we just watched the first one recently, too. It was on TV. And that first whole, like, 20 minutes when they're get the night before they leave on their trip, it's a chaos house. You know, Joe Pesci's casing the place as a cop. And he's, yep. like, looking at everything. And, like, you just see the madness running around. So it's, it's a great introduction to the amount of people that are going on this trip, what's happening. Right. But if you're not paying attention, Kevin spills the milk. They then cleaned up. One of the airplane tickets gets thrown in the trash. The storm knocks out the power. The kid gets the neighbor kid gets counted by the cousin. So it's like there's this whole series of events that, yeah, the parents are dumb, but you kind of wouldn't realize it. Yeah. But the one thing, the one huge flaw in the like the power going out and all that you're telling me in a house of like, what, 15 people at this point, you got the cousins, the uncles. All his uh, Kevin and his four siblings or whatever, and all these parents, not one single person is going to wake up in the middle of the night, go to the bathroom and see, oh, hey, the clocks are are like something's wrong. One of our watch or look at my watch, you know, because they're supposed to get up at like 7 a.m. or something. And none of those working adults would wake up like, give me a break. If I sleep past 7 a.m. now. As a 31-year-old, it's a miracle. <laughs> so, like, that, that is a little true. odd. They wake up in such – they have 45 minutes to get to O'Hare yeah. and get on an airplane in 19 19- – it was pre-9-11, so you could just run through an airport. It's Very easy. true. Right. They literally run through to Run Run Rudolph, and then they're like, we're closing the door. Just run on and find a seat that's available. That's what the woman yes. – tell, the TSA yeah. agent tells them. <laughs> yeah. like, just find any seat that's available. What? I Yeah, that's – Can't even remember. Beyond no. me. Nope. I, um, I had never been on an airplane before 9-11 well, happened, so I don't know and what another, that was. Uh, another kind of fun little tidbit. So one of my favorite lines in the entire in the entire franchise is, Buzz your girlfriend. Woof. Oh, uh, so they actually got one of the art director's kids. His son. His son to be the girl. Because <laughs> they thought that it would be too cruel to have an actual <laughs> girl in there. Yeah, they were talking about having that casting session to cast a model or an actress to be Buzz's girl. And just, it's, she's just in a picture. It's literally a picture. Yeah. So they're like, it's just going to be too mean. We're literally, it's a one-liner to make fun of his ugly girlfriend. So like, <laughs> And I love that. The fact in 1989, they had that foresight. Or nineteen nine to like be like yeah let's put, give a boy a a wig and that kid's face he sells it that smile is really it's so yeah. funny <laughs> I I hope that kid like went on to do great things because he just it's so funny so now we do have to talk about the uh, the unfortunate Home Alone three I think I think they got up to five. Well, uh, and I did want to touch on just a little bit, a little fun fact. I mean, the Macaulay Culkin issue, he was in one and two. Do we know, by the way, the budget 
this is just a little fun fact I just read. The budget for the first movie was $14 million, and it made... Of fourteen point seven, and it made four hundred and seventy six million at the box. It was Which the highest nuts. grossing of that it was, year. It was, the, it was in the Guinness Book of World Records. Yeah, yeah. that's of course it was going to spawn a second one. Uh, which yeah. is great. I liked uh, Lost in New York. It's yeah, fun. I did too. It's not as agreed. Camp is not as fu- as like nostalgic, I guess, as the first one, and like homey feeling because he's not at home. But right. But yeah, um, three I did see in theaters. I did too. Three, I remember wa- having on video at the home. Yeah. And, and it, it was entertaining. It wasn't bad. If only it was a movie. The bird. <laughs> right. It was, Sorry, Charlie. I, I honestly, I feel like my oh, subconscious yeah. has blocked out that. almost all Ooh. of three. Because um, he gets, it's, it's not Kevin McAllister. Nope. It's a, a totally, and he gets, the kid gets chicken pox and has to stay at home while his parents are gone on a work trip. But then he gets cured for that very quickly. Right? All the while his is remote control car has like a, a weapons chip. In yeah. It. The thief stole a chip, hit it in a car. And then there was a switch. And it's like and he's professional, like government assassins. They're North or? Korean hired terrorists. That's what I read. North yeah. Korean yeah. hired criminals. You guys, wow. I don't remember. I do not remember a single thing about home. Alone it's 3. Not, I gotta be honest. It's not great. I unfortunately I, remember a few things <laughs> as, as you can tell. It all. I, I mean, I, I remember I did enjoy it when I was a kid. I also enjoyed episode one, The Phantom Menace, though, so I don't know how much that says yeah, about my... Yeah, yeah. we just did a marathon this last weekend. We watched all the first seven movies. Speaking of <laughs> showing my fiancé some movies, I showed her her first Star Wars movie. Oh, my weekend. gosh. Which one was it? Yeah, we started episode four. Good. Yep, okay. started good. on episode good. four. Good. So, yeah, she Off liked of, it. Uh, Disney Plus? No, no, I have Blu-rays. By the way... Just the, I love it. Disney Plus. I can't. Really? Camp. Oh, it's non. Mandalorian is one of the best things Star Wars has produced in about 30 years. I've seen the pilot and it did hook me. It's tremendous. So still trying to work on someone. If anyone's listening, who's willing to bum me their Disney Plus uh, <laughs> creds. Let me you know. May yeah. t- I would honestly look into it tonight. There were some deals. Really? There were some crazy. Okay. We only All did. Right. We did the $70 a year one. That's dirt cheap. That really is. That is something pretty inexpensive. That's yeah. Nothing. Compared to I'm paying like 16 a month for Netflix. Yeah. And they're about to raise their rates again. So I, I might know. be, I might be dropping Netflix at that so point. Too. It's getting, well, cause I know stranger things only has a max of like two more seasons. So yeah. And you can buy those on Blu-ray. Yep. Yep. So anyway, anyway that's anyway, a digression. Yes. Um, now the, uh, while we're talking about the present of the franchise, I guess I kind of have to dip a little bit back to the past. The video games. Have you guys ever played the, I think it was Super Nintendo, uh, Home Alone game? I have it. I had it for Game Gear. Okay. The one, the one that's the Lost in New York game? Okay. Because I do remember playing that on either, I don't know if it was Super Nintendo or Sega Genesis. I I had the first game. I can't recall. I never had the second one. There were were two, yeah. So there was, I think they were both for Super Nintendo. Um, I'm thinking of the first one where you're, you're in the house and there's like those like sprites Mm -hmm. of... Uh, of the burglars that are like walking around and like everything in the house tries to kill you and there are rats but you're setting up traps and then you're going to other houses in the neighborhood you're defending the other houses you're riding your sled down the street and i remember they would chase you in their van when you're in the sled there it's like michael myers they're constestantly coming after you you can only like stun and stop them i don't think i ever beat it i don't know how it was a terrifying game it was very hard and i remember you had to like jump on frightening yeah Yeah, it was really scary jump on beds to get gems and stuff remember that yeah and like build yeah and there was like the tarantula was in every house like there were spiders in every house like it was crazy but it was it was cool though because that was uh i think that was one of the better like snes era adaptations for a movie it was interesting yeah Um, 
because all those other adaptations, like, you know, if you looked at like Friday the 13th as an adaptation for the uh, NES, it was awful. Dumb side scroller. This yeah. actually was like kind of an open yeah. world in your neighborhood. You could go to different houses, kind of like Zelda. If you think about it, you'd like leave, right. go into this map, go drive around, um, go and to another they, house. And they did release scroll. another game in 2006 for PS2. Um, and it was what? Yeah, I think it was PS2. Yeah. Um, oh, December 1st, 2006. And uh, I watched I watched what? some gameplay for it. It looked awful. It had to be PlayStation 2. Yeah, it was. It was. And was I actually it 3D was it? I actually didn't know this uh, and I just now saw this cuz I was just looking up the year of release and uh, next to the year of release uh, Europe only, apparently. I just read that. I'm like, it was only released in Europe. I was like, I cannot believe I've never heard or seen of this. Yeah, yeah. It just insane. Well, and that's the thing is like, how far can you really go with a Home Alone game? And I want to talk about that when we get into the future of the franchise because I do have some thoughts that I think could be kind of fun for a Home Alone game. Uh, <laughs> multiplayer is not an option because nope. uh, <laughs> Home Alone, right? right? Exactly. Home with friends, home. no. <laughs> or the multiplayer option is someone's the robbers. Oh, that'd be there kind you of go. Fun. Then, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll get, get into that. Yeah, yeah, we're, yeah, yeah. Well, actually, we're, we're kind of there was a fourth film made for t- a fourth and maybe a fifth. There was a fifth. Yeah. One was specifically made for TV. I think that was the fifth one. The ABC, Holiday Heist. Ab- yeah. ABC yep. Family. Because now, from what I understand, I believe Disney owns the rights. Of course they do. At, what? Yeah. What they do they not them. own? They own the rights. And they're apparently they're Bob Iger, the president. What I read is they're talking about a soft reboot right now. And then really? Ryan Reynolds and his production company have the adult R, heavy, hard R uh, spinoff called Stoned Alone that oh, they're right? currently in, <laughs> that is currently in produ- like being either finished up writing or in production. Color really? me intrigued. Yeah. Stoned Alone, hard R, about an adult who gets, I think, too high in his house. I think it's kind of like that Workaholics episode where they get too high and right, stay, spend right. the night in the office and then they think they're being robbed. Catherine Zeta-Jones. No, she dips beneath the lasers. Whoa. <laughs> she hasn't trapped us all. I kind of want it to be Seth Rogen and James Franco and like right, a Pineapple right? Express reboot. Very appro- but That'd I would also amazing. love to see, I think it said Ryan Reynolds is producing and co-writing it, so okay. I I don't know if he's going to be in it at all, but like, I'm sure I would, would absolutely be. be down for a like rhino. a Deadpool cameo. Yeah, or like, yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, that'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be um, hilarious. So, so getting into the future of the franchise, like we said, we, obviously Home Alone one and two are kind of the cornerstones in this franchise. Yeah, the the, the back three movies, Home Alone three, Home Alone four, Taking Back the House, and Home Alone the Holiday, starring Host. French Stewart. In four, played Marv. <laughs> he played Marv and Danny DeVito and was with his then con wife as his partner because him and um, Harry split ways, apparently. So they didn't recast Joe Pesci, <laughs> but they recasted French Stewart from Third wow. Rock from the Sun. If wow. you don't know who French Stewart yeah, is, always squinty. <laughs> <laughs> He has kind of the uh, the Gilbert Gottfried look going for him. Yeah, yeah. just very, yeah. yeah. Um, always talk, like, kind of, yeah, very weird. So, so out of the future of the franchise, I know you talked about Ryan Reynolds' spinoff, mm-hmm. but if they were to do a reboot, I mean, what would you guys want to see out of that? Personally, I'd want to, let's do a reboot, set it in 1990. Yeah. Let's set it in, because that's an odd era. We haven't done many, like, th- we've done a lot of 80s, a lot of 70s, a lot of 60s. But we've never set something in 1990. And I say that a couple reasons. One, nostalgia. Two, 
technology. Let's set it. We back. can't have Kevin can't have a cell phone. Let's set it in 1890. 1890. <laughs> Father, are you home? He then does kill all the rest. I was about to say those would be that'd be closer to like apocalypto <laughs> right. traps now. Kevin like. and his Springfield rifle. He, <laughs> he would kill him by giving them a, a, like a shallow cut. No, like yeah, infected. They, and then wait it out a couple days <laughs> right. until like the cold oh, takes. I'm them. sorry, I totally interrupted you, but uh, Greg, what no, do you but think? I think that's part of. I think that's. That's an interesting point, and I think that's part of what draw a lot, drew a lot of people beyond uh, the female protagonist to Captain Marvel, right? Because yeah, that's one yeah. of the only movies I can think of in recent memory that was set in the 90s. And you have enough of a like stable income demographic now that you look back on the olds, 90s all your 30 plus so much year nostalgia. Old. Yeah, that's the market. market you'd want to tap into. So I think that's a really good point. Yeah. Um, or but, any other time period. I'm just saying you cannot have – that's when the, the like, how do you explain cell towers being down or like uh, nest camera security? Like people have generators now so in their houses. I, I guess like, my thing, though, is if you're going to put it in the 90s at that point, I honestly I would love it if they just did a straight one to one remake. Yep, like, I agree. Have it be the exact same situation. McAllister's the McAllister's a couple of burglars and this kid. But, you know, obviously we can update the look of it now. It'll, it'll look a lot nicer, a lot cleaner. Well, and we know Disney will do a hell of a job yeah. populating it with age appropriate. I mean, like you said, Captain Marvel, we've seen it. You can it, yeah. they do such a good job at like emulating t- eras down yeah. to like I always said that one of the funniest things was if you watch that 70s show, they do a very good job. However, whenever they're drinking beers or anything in a can, it's all wrong. It is. Those are modern right. day cans they're drinking from. They're yeah. not. But even now, but then you watch something like Mad Men. They have a can of beer. They have to open it with a bottle opener because the tab that didn't come in. Till, like, that's the kind of right. attention to detail. And that like Disney yeah. can absolutely do. Oh, yeah, for sure. And I would you could have Catherine O'Hara as the grandmother. You could kind of alter some. You could have some fun. Re- throw in some old cast members, maybe as different characters. Yeah. And you could have some real fun. Have her be like it. the grandma or something. Yeah. Like that have a grandma time. or, and I would even watch it if it was like Kevin McAllister's kid. Yeah. Not necessarily was, Macaulay Culkin. Cause apparently he retired when he was 14, Yeah, but apparently he's, he's doing really well now. He's yeah. back. He's off drugs. Like, he's like kind of it, rehabilitated. Let himself. it be. And you know, what? I, I almost guarantee you if somebody asked him to come on and be Kevin McAllister as a dad that leaves, Everybody needs to check out that uh, the commercial from last year. They did a Home Alone with, oh, yeah, with yeah. my with uh, my Google Assistant. It's called Home Alone with the Google Assistant yes. or something. And it's yes. Kevin in that house. Yeah, and it's him. But it's Macaulay Culkin as an older man, and he's, it's funny. He's like running around doing the whole like uh, monologuing thing that Kevin does, you know, in the house and like yeah. doing different stuff. Yeah, I love it. I'm just thinking, like, if he for, once he realizes he forgets his kid, he'd do like the the quintessential scream. <laughs> like, ah! The kid does it, but he does it. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And you know, or so, he comes back and helps defend his house. You know the scene where. Let me show you how it's done. Let me show you, kid. <laughs> it actually kills him. Um, so the scene when they almost hit him with the van, they actually filmed that in reverse. Well, you had got, to have. You guys got me thinking about the scream. So they, they had some like stagehands shake the van and then reverse it. Yeah, to make it look like it was coming yeah. to a, a yeah. screeching halt. Because it, and if you watch it too, it is fast. You're like, how did they do that? Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. And that's the, the way he screams is just so great. Um, that sounds like a weird sentence. I'm going to move on from that. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, we, uh, get, we get what you're laying yeah. down, but uh, maybe don't say it again. Yeah. But maybe just keep that <laughs> thought to yourself. Um, as far as video games go, Greg, you have any, any, any thoughts there? I mean, maybe, maybe if you did something similar to what they did in the story mode or the, the kind of campaign mode of Fortnite. 
when they originally came out with it, where like you build traps. It was, yeah. It was, yeah, it was like you build traps and you're kind of doing survival mode against zombies. You have to like build a base. Okay. So maybe if you're like on a, you have to build traps for your house and have different waves of burglars try to break in and like in between waves, you yeah. fix them or get upgrades to build better, different traps. Maybe I, that'd be really cool. It could be interesting. That's kind of what I was thinking. I was like, unless it's like a first person experience. I mean, with fallout four and stuff, we know that you can edit a game now, uh, like build in it, right. edit it very well. So I'm not concerned about that, like a style like that, but it could be cool. A VR experience. If you were the robbers trying to either, if you're getting past the traps Ooh. or you, it could be multiplayer where someone's setting all the traps and you have no idea as the robber, but like, so oh, it's this constantly yeah. new. So it could be like Fortnite, could be like 20 minute round. Yeah. You have access to a house or like the tree house or there's certain things that you it might not necessarily be your house. You have to just booby trap in it. a store. It could be the toy store from the second movie or right. the yeah. uh, or your aunt's place. Yeah, or the, or what or was the, it? His aunt's place yeah, in New York. The, the that was abandoned. Or, and, yeah, and a fun twist toy. on that could be even like you could build the level on your own time, upload it like a Mario Maker level mm-hmm. and Ooh. only one person gets to play it. Because then it's like the 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 magic of it's gone. But the goal is to build a level that lasts, and like you earn money to buy new booby traps based on how long your level lasted mm-hmm. for the other player. I like that. And then when you're waiting for your level to be played, you go on and play other people's levels, mm-hmm. and you can build as many levels as you want, play as many levels as you want, earn that money, and then just keep upgrading and upgrading until you get have, bigger houses. And get, and yeah. as the burglar, yeah. you can get like more health, and you can get. You know, like a more a, a burglary kit for right. when your yeah. when yours catches on fire. Yeah, exactly. You know, um, man, they almost die so as, many so times. many as times. long as if they if we were doing that for a game. Which, by the way, you guys, we should just make this a game of our own. I like this, but we need to have it be something where you can pick up a VHS tape of the. Uh, of like the, what was it, the angels, um, uh, angels with, with filthy souls. Yeah. You, you can pick that up as a VHS tape and play it. And that's like, it'll like freeze the a burglar. Sound deterrent. Yeah. 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 Or they Ooh. might, when that's playing, they might not be able to enter a window through that room. Like if you have something like, you know, how right. it sets up the silhouettes, like the Michael Jordan yeah. and all that playing um, yeah. around the Christmas tree. So if that's going on, the more, the more rooms that have things going on, they might not be able to enter in through that room or this, something. You guys, this yeah, would be so much something. fun. I think around yeah, honestly could be like some indie studio if you're listening. Yeah, I'm like, really surprised. Thanks no for the layup. You know, no one is welcome. A, no one has taken a game and modded it to that. I'm shocked. Right. I am shocked that there's not an indie game out there. We could make I've it, guys. I, let's learn how to code. Come on, it's easy <laughs> with all of our HTML, all can. of our ample free time. Let's yeah, learn how yeah, to code. You know? yeah. Are you kidding me? It took me like an hour and a half to figure out how to boot up Zelda on my Nvidia Shield today. So I don't think I don't <laughs> think coding is anywhere in my future. <laughs> it's a process, right? Um, but yeah, I mean, it's. I hope that if they do do a soft reboot, I'm thinking that that would be the best kind of like a true reboot. Yeah. Uh, Bring on John Williams back in. He's still doing his yeah. thing. He's still making music. He sure uh, is. Yeah. He just won another award for Galaxy's Edge because he composed all the music in the theme park land. And then like in the can- all this different music in the cantina. Really? Even in the bathrooms, you can hear like different songs being played like in the land. And That's he did insane. all of it. And I think he won some honorary. Uh, I think it was just at the um, the Grammys. Some sort of like, you know how they do like the the person who is musical directed like uh, the Oscars this year or like the special event. Someone did the music for this. So they usually win that. He took it like hands down, hands down. That's nuts. That's all new composition. Well deserved, I'm sure. I was about to say the legacy the man has 
not only from from Star Wars, but from his entire film. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's just I think he's a record. He's got to be a record holder of award. Uh, I think he's won the most Oscars. It's it's bananas. He's he's up there. I'd say like him and Hans Zimmer are probably yeah. pretty pretty close. Just so tremendous. I'm yeah. sure John's farther. Ahead, um, but. but you guys, that's. That's kind of it for our time today. This I feel like this episode flew by. It did. Because uh, I just love talking about yeah. these. But uh, you were going to say something? One like thing that? I will say, and this is something for anyone out there, at least in the nearby, but I know this time of year, if you get a chance, one other thing that's really cool about soundtracks that are this kind of classic is that a lot of orchestras tend to do the uh, kind of like with Harry Potter, where they'll do live oh, performance. Yeah. Yeah. And I know that the Detroit Symphony Orchestra is doing that in a couple weeks. For Home Alone? Really? For Home Alone. What? Uh, yeah. Nice. I think it's like Wednesday, like a couple Wednesdays from now. But, okay. I would, but I know that's something a lot of orchestras do out I there. Love so to see, yeah, they are looking for something Star to Wars, do, yeah. a date night, folks. Think about that. I know I'm probably going with a couple friends just because yeah, that's really be awesome. cool. And it helps support local orchestra. Yeah. Um, and gets that's the get you in the in the mood, both nostalgia wise and and holiday spirit. So yeah, absolutely. awesome. That's fun. Good uh, good call out. Uh, and is there anything that you got going on right now that you want to plug or anything like that? Nah, I'm I'm good. I'm just, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just happy to be here. <laughs> awesome. Um, and I guess I I'll do my plug. I recently started another Instagram page. I uh, that took off. So randomly with no, prom- I didn't even do it. I-, I did it because I was bored and Will and Shelby told me that I should upload my drawings and I basically uploaded. It's like these dumb pictures. I shouldn't say dumb. These really goofy pictures of people's pets. And within the past, like three or four weeks, I've gotten a- at least 70 or 80 people asking me to draw their pets. That's why like, I'm going to send you on a caster. Yeah, do it, man. It's so much fun. So uh, that's at Zach draws things. But my main uh, Instagram is at the Zach Rogers and you can find me at the Dave of wonders. And of course our joint venture, uh, is at franchise unpacked. Make sure you're following us on there. Cause we have announcements and nice. giveaways and all this mm-hmm. other good stuff. We're, we're going to try to get some giveaways coming up this month. You know, tis the season and all. Sure. Um, and yeah, I, I think that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. We, we just love the crap out of you guys. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we will see you later. And, and Greg, thank you again for, oh. for being on. Yeah. Of course. Happy to be here. Always. Yeah. And, uh, cool guys. All right. We'll catch you soon. See you soon. Catch you later. You filthy animals. <laughs> nice. Thank you so much for joining us, everybody. While you're waiting for next week's episode, feel free to drop us a line with any questions, comments, or future episodes at FranchiseUnpacked at gmail.com. Also, be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and Spotify. And be sure to share so we can keep these episodes coming your way. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next week.